The Amitabha Buddhist Society Malaysia proudly presents the What is Buddhism audiobook presented by the Venerable Master Chin Kung voiceover by Patrick Teo, Ellen Chua and Jeffrey Nicholson produced by the Amitabha Buddhist Society Malaysia is Buddhism. Buddhism is the most profound and wholesome education directed by the Buddha towards all people. The content in Shakyamuni Buddha's 49 years of teaching describes the true phase of life and the universe. Life refers to oneself. Universe refers to our living environment. The teachings directly relate to our own lives and surroundings. Those who possess a complete and proper understanding of life and the universe are called Buddhas or Bodhisattvas. Those who lack the understanding are called worldly people. Cultivation is changing the way we think, speak and act towards people and matters, from an erroneous way to a proper way. The guideline for cultivation is understanding, proper views and purity. Understanding is without delusion. Proper views is without deviation and purity is without pollution. This can be achieved by practicing the three learnings of self-discipline, concentration and wisdom. The three basic conditions are the foundation of cultivation and study. When interacting with people, accord with the six harmonies and when dealing with society, practice the six principles. Follow the lessons taught by universal worthy Bodhisattva and dedicate one's mind to everlasting purity and brightness. These complete the purpose of the Buddha's teachings. Introduction to the teachings practiced at the Pure Land Learning Center. Pure Land Learning Centers were proposed for the first time after World War II when the respected Mr. Xia Lian Jui began promoting the exclusive study and cultivation of the Pure Land School. Teacher Chin Kung, with over 30 years of experience from propagating the teachings, deeply understands the Pure Land School as the foremost method for helping living beings. In recent years, he has been tirelessly spreading the teachings in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Canada, and the United States. The teacher also leads in the worldwide distribution of over three million texts regarding the practice of pure land in the sincere hope of bringing this benefit to the world. The famous Buddhist scholar Mr. Huang Shimei once said, If we can receive and uphold the pure land teachings, not only would we eradicate future sufferings, but we can attain peace of mind now. People who do not sincerely cultivate pure conduct would never be able to understand or experience the happiness 
hidden behind the practice of this wondrous method. Likewise, those who do not enter the sea of teachings would never realize the depth behind Pure Land. If we wish to spread the Buddha's teachings at this time and age, it is definitely necessary to bring forth the Pure Land teachings. I respectfully hope advisors from Pure Land Learning Centers all over the world would widely promote the proper education, explain the reasons behind cause and effect, praise the unsurpassed Pure Land teachings, and persuade all people to recite Amitabha's name and set their hearts on reaching the Pure Land. The fellow members of these centers should cultivate according to the five texts of Pure Land. Included are the Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding, a principal explanation of the Amitabha Sutra, the chapter of Universal Worthy Bodhisattva's Conduct and Vows, the Sutra on Contemplating Amitabha and His Pure Land, and the chapter on the foremost attainment of great strength, Bodhisattva, through Buddha recitation. These are all essential materials for our cultivation. Only if we have additional time and energy left from studying these texts may we seek further references of relation. We stress the importance of practicing what we preach and through sincere practice we will carry out our vows. There are five courses which we must diligently practice every day. First are the three lessons. These include being filial to one's parents being respectful and considerate towards elders and teachers, being compassionate and refraining from killing, and cultivating the ten kind deeds. We should develop true understanding, establish proper views, and purify our minds. We should also observe self-discipline by refraining from wrongdoings and practicing all kindnesses. We should give rise to a mind in constant and complete understanding and sincerely believe in the truth that we can recite the Buddha's name as our cause. Then attaining Buddhahood will be our result. Finally, we should study the teachings and do our best in encouraging others to walk the same path. The six harmonies make up the second cause. We must learn to see things from a common viewpoint. Only through this way can we share the same understanding. To preserve a harmonious assembly, we must abide by the same rules while living together. We should never argue amongst ourselves and always share the same benefits. The third course relates to the three learnings of self-discipline, concentration and wisdom. The fourth course is the six principles. We should abide by these when dealing with others. It includes giving, observing of rules, endurance, diligence, concentration, and wisdom. The final course is Universal Worthy Bodhisattva's Ten Great Vows. First is to respect all people and treat everything with care. Second is to praise all the virtues and kind practices of others. Third is to practice giving respectfully. Fourth is to repent and reform all the faults which obstruct us from seeing our true nature. Fifth is to rejoice in the virtuous deeds of others and not harbor jealousy. Sixth is to request for those with true practice 
to widely deliver the teachings. Seventh is to ask for the teachers to remain by our side in guidance. Eighth is to forever hold the Buddha's teachings in our hearts. Ninth is to put down our egos and accord with the wishes of the people around us. Tenth is to dedicate the peace and happiness gained from practicing the above deeds to all living beings, hoping that they will attain the unsurpassed understanding. We must cherish every minute of the day and not let the Buddha's name escape our lips. We should recite with full awareness, without the slightest doubt or interruption. We must never attempt to practice other teachings aside from the one we have chosen. For if we diverge our time and energy to another subject, we would never amount to anything. This is just like trying to reach the second floor of a building by climbing the stairs and taking the elevator at the same time. Definitely an useless attempt. It is our sincere hope the world will recognize that the cause of their problems originates from their polluted minds and they must cleanse it from delusion and change their immoral ways. If we really want their future deeds to be filled with kindness and love and their lives apart from suffering, we must stress the importance of accepting the lessons given in The Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding. It states so clearly in the Sutra text. Wherever the Buddha's teachings have been received, either in cities or in countrysides, people would gain inconceivable benefits. The land and people will be enveloped in peace. The sun and moon will shine clear and bright. Wind and rain would appear accordingly and there will be no disasters. Nations would be prosperous and there would be no use for soldiers or weapons. People would abide by morality and accord with laws. They would be courteous and humble and everyone would be content without injustices. There would be no thefts or violence. The strong would not dominate the weak, and everyone would be settled at their proper place in society. If everyone would read and follow the teachings of this sutra, then it is certain they will give rise to wisdom, clear away faults of the past, live a long, healthy life, and enjoy constant happiness. Furthermore, if this sutra could be widely distributed and accepted, then society would turn towards benevolence. This sutra is the key to solving all our problems and establishing peace in the world. The advices of elder teachers Mr. Xia Lian Jui and Mr. Huang Nian Su have deeply touched us and we are determined to comply with their teachings. We encourage all those who share a common viewpoint with us to spread the teachings in their individual areas. We've also requested for the everlasting guidance of teacher Chin Kung to lead us in the cultivation of pure conduct and the study of the Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding. With these, we would be able to repay the various forms of kindness shown to us by our country and the people around us. We would also have the ability to help all distressed beings out of their sufferings. This is truly a rare and precious opportunity, a most difficult chance to come by in hundreds of years. How could we let it slip by without so much of a glance? Fellow cultivators, we must encourage each other and together take hold of this once-in-a-lifetime chance to prepare ourselves for the return to the pure land within our hearts. Respectfully, Han Ying Huazan Buddhist Library, 
January 1st, 1993. The Teachings of Venerable Master Chin Kung Buddhism is an education, not a religion. We do not worship the Buddha, we respect him as a teacher. His teachings enable us to leave suffering and attain happiness. What does Buddha mean? Buddha means enlightenment, understanding. Complete understanding is when one realizes the truth about life and the universe. It is when one is apart from all delusions. What is purity? Purity is apart from defilement. Defilement is the greed, hatred and stupidity present in our minds. Cultivation is cleansing these impurities from our hearts. To keep our mind pure and at peace is like keeping a pond clean and undisturbed. When the water is clear and still, it can reflect the sky, sun and trees just as they are without distortion. Our mind is the same. When we are polluted by greed, hatred, ignorance, and disturbed by discriminations and attachments, we distort our picture of reality and fail to see things as they are. Wrong perceptions of reality can prevent us from enjoying a clear and happy life. Learn to turn the light around, reflect upon yourself, and smooth your mind pond still. Everything outside of ourselves are equal in themselves. The garbage does not feel it is unclean, and the flower does not know it is fragrant. There is no such thing as discrimination. We must let our mind be at peace without attachments. This is true happiness. Don't see the faults of others and don't speak of them. Don't even leave an image of the fault in your mind. The sixth patriarch said, True cultivators do not see the faults of living beings. We should learn to see our own faults. It would be of great benefit if you can practice the 10 recitation method nine times a day. Every recitation should not have afflictions, wandering thoughts or worries. Over a period of time, the power of this practice would be eminent. It can help you reach the pure land. Cultivation is practiced in our everyday life. We should not see it as something unusual. It is simply changing ourselves for the better. The first of universal worthy Bodhisattva's ten great vows is respect. We practice it by purifying our actions, speech and thoughts. Without purifying these, even if you bow to the Buddha ten thousand times, it is still not considered true respect. How do we know when our cultivation has improved? The time comes when we begin to understand the sutras deeper, when we can read between the lines and realize the true meaning of the Buddha's teachings. This is when our cultivation has improved. Is your mind really set on reaching the Pure Land? To want to reach the Western Pure Land is a great wish. We must let go of our worldly affinities and single-mindedly recite Amitabha's name.
To be mindful of the Buddha is to dwell in true wisdom. The ultimate goal to which all methods of cultivation lead is the complete, pure and equanimous mind. It is our original nature, our Buddha nature. During Dharma assemblies, we must be sincere when reciting the Putra texts in order to touch the hearts of the attending assembly. The words of the Sutra should flow forth from our hearts and not merely spoken. We must truly cultivate. Those who have the ability can just take one look at you and tell you if you're sincere or just putting on a show. During Dharma assemblies or Buddha recitation sessions, there are always people helping in the kitchen and the Buddha hall. We must know that the merit of these people are the same regardless of where they help out. Never assume that helping in the Buddha hall would be better than elsewhere. Always see things with eyes of equality. Many people nowadays do not really understand the proper teachings and are not interested either. Their interest lies in repenting past offences and often come to the way place for that sole purpose. It is our responsibility to explain the proper teachings to them and point out the correct way of cultivation. Only through cultivation can they truly eradicate past offences for they will know where they wronged and won't repeat their faults. To understand the complete teachings thoroughly, one must first cultivate the pure heart. When the pure heart is attained, the teachings would naturally be learned. Without the pure heart, one can study the teachings for a hundred years and still won't understand it at all. Those of you who are interested in explaining sutras in the future must memorize the sutra you plan to lecture, plus its explanation by an authorized teacher. This is the way practiced by all successful lecturers of the past. If he or she is unable to memorize the material and cannot meet the standards, he or she should let go of all their attachments to the world and single-mindedly recite Amitabha's name. There is no need to be upset or feel sorry for not being able to lecture sutras. In putting the teachings into practice, the first thing we should cultivate is the pure heart. The pure heart is a mind without discrimination or attachments. We must also develop proper understanding by listening to explanations of the Buddha's teachings. We should treat all people with respect and sincerity. We must be responsible for our actions and careful when handling others' properties. Be conservative with speech and actions to avoid harming others. Listen more, speak less. Just as a doctor prescribes medicine according to a patient's needs, we must provide teachings which are suitable to the learner's needs. We must consider their capacities, interests, and be able to define the root of their problems. Only in this way can we truly benefit the limitless living beings awaiting us. The Buddha said before, All dharmas arise from the mind. Our future lies in our hands. If you think of the Buddha constantly, then you will become a Buddha. If you think of Bodhisattvas constantly, then you will for sure become a Bodhisattva. If all you think about the whole day is the rights and wrongs of others, how to gain more power over others, or just plain scattered thoughts, then your future will definitely be in the three evil paths. The root of people's sufferings and sicknesses is discrimination and attachment to unrealistic things. The Buddha's teachings tell us how to detach ourselves and not to discriminate. 
If we listen and practice according to the teachings, we will be at great ease in this world of confusion. The difference between success and failure of cultivation lies in your learning attitude. Be humble, sincere and respectful. Don't think you're on top of everything. The giving practice of the six principles cultivated by bodhisattvas means to let go. We should let go of all our worries and attachments to this world and have faith in this one name of Amitabha. We must be determined to reach the pure land. When we recite the sixth chapter of the Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding in our morning recitations, we are adopting Amitabha's vows as our own. We are extending our hearts and vows broader and broader until they can envelop the entire universe. In our evening recitations of chapters 32 to 37, we reflect within ourselves to see if our actions during the day accorded with the teachings in the Sutra. This is the true spirit behind the morning and evening recitations. They are not just something to be done for the sake of doing it. When we translate Buddhist texts and teachings, we should avoid using terminology so as not to confuse beginners. Translate the essence of the teachings and don't be attached to using the exact words of the original text. At a place of proper cultivation, the teacher guides the way and fellow students support each other along the way. We should cherish both equally. We must rely upon fellow cultivators to correct our faults. If we cannot accept criticism from others, we will never reach attainment in our cultivation. Learn to use time wisely. When dealing with people and matters, be clear of what you're going to do from beginning to end. Don't waste time dawdling around. If time is used wisely, there will be plenty of time left to practice diligence. When we live together at a place of proper cultivation, we must be mutually respectful as well as harmonious. The Buddha helps those who have affinity with him. The question of affinity rests in whether the person accepts the teachings or not. The Buddha's compassion and teachings extend over all living beings, just as the sun shines evenly over the great earth. Those who hide in the shade cannot receive the benefits of the sunshine, just as those who cover themselves in ignorance cannot benefit from the Buddha's teachings. Many people are very energetic in helping others in cultivation when they themselves are still unfamiliar with the Buddha's teachings. We must remember that before helping others, we ourselves must attain a certain level in our own cultivation for the help to be realistic. Don't be jealous of others. You only harm yourself in the process. Wisdom is a must if we truly wish to propagate the teachings and benefit living beings. Don't use emotions when helping others. Use wisdom and be reasonable. If we use emotions when dealing with people and matters, it often makes a good thing go bad. Attainments belong to oneself, not the Buddhas or Bodhisattvas. They do not ask anything from us. They teach us for our sake. When we read and reread one sutra without tiring, it proves we are capable of accepting the true meaning of the teachings. If you still tire of reciting the same sutra repetitively, it shows that you have not truly benefited from the Buddha's teachings. A mind set on one sutra is cultivating concentration. Wisdom will grow with concentration. Those who really understand the true meaning of Buddha's teachings are constantly bathed in the Buddha's light. 
What is a great kind deed? A great kind deed is the sum of the many small kind deeds we practice every day. We should constantly be mindful of the people worried by afflictions and bring forth the heart to help them. Learn to tie good affinities with others and always be friendly. To help others is to help yourself. To respect others is to respect yourself. When we truly cultivate, both our mind and body benefit. We will have less worries and our bodies will be free from illnesses. We will constantly show an expression of contentment and happiness. These are the benefits of true cultivation. method is for those whose good roots have matured and are ready to become Buddhas in this very life. All forms of kindness spring from this root. It is part of our original nature. We can tell when their good roots have matured by looking to see if their faith, vows and practice are strong and unfaltering. The key to success is diligence. The different methods prescribed by the Buddha come from the different needs of living beings. The methods spring forth naturally from the pure, unwavering heart of the Buddha without the slightest difficulty. The Pure Land method of cultivation is the most difficult to believe and the easiest to practice. A cultivator can be compared to a worm eating its way out of a bamboo tree. When he practices other cultivation methods, he is like a worm eating his way up, taking a long time and tedious effort. If he practices the Pure Land method, it's like he's eating his way sideways through the bamboo. He will attain liberation in a short time with lighter effort. The teachings can be put to practice through two ways. First is to cultivate concentration by reciting the Buddha's name. Reciting helps us attain single-mindedness. Second is to cultivate discipline by refraining from evil doings and practicing kindness. This keeps our minds strained to improper thoughts. True virtue and proper conduct are necessary factors in cultivation. If one cannot practice what one preaches, then regardless of how much one knows, they all become useless at the end of his life. Peace of the world is based on peace in the family. If one can diligently follow and abide by the principle set in the guideline for beginning cultivators, Sramanera Vinaya, then one will be a sage in today's world. We must rely upon concentration to improve our cultivation. 
We should keep our calm in any type of situation. The path of understanding is out of reach for sure if we cannot achieve the proper concentration. Reincarnation is truly scary because we fall lower in the circle with each lifetime. We know of this in advance because people's minds are becoming more polluted and their actions are often inspired by evil intentions. Disasters appear according to people's thoughts. If we want to turn the tide of destiny, we must first turn our thoughts toward kindness and compassion. We should be vegetarian, refrain from killing and constantly be mindful of the Buddha's teachings. Worries arise from the mind. You are wise if you do not let things worry you. Nothing and nobody can make you worry without your permission. Accord with the people around you. Don't let your personality get in the way of your relationships with other people. Don't worry yourself with worldly matters. Not only should we be modest when we are reciting the Buddha's name, we should be modest when doing anything. We must enter the great teachings through one method of cultivation. Concentrated diligence is the only way to reach attainment. If we wish to bring peace to the world, we must start by changing our evil ways. World peace stems from inner peace. The ancients often taught of the way to reach attainment through a vase analogy. A conceited cultivator is like a vase filled to the rim with stagnant water, unable to receive a drop of the true teachings. A cultivator who still holds his own stubborn viewpoints is like an unwashed vase. Any true teachings given to him would instantly be defiled. A cultivator who accepts the teachings but doesn't put it into practice is like a vase with a hole on the bottom. Everything it receives just leaks right back out again. We should not be like the cultivators above, but should accept the teachings with a pure, humble heart and truly put it into practice. Only through this way are we really worth the teachings we hold. We must cleanse ourselves of greed, hatred and ignorance. These three poisons are the root behind all our sufferings. We cannot attain the complete understanding because we are laden by our afflictions and bad habits. If we can practice the pure land method and recite the Buddha's name, then we will be able to raise the burden and walk towards the path of understanding. Beginners should not waste time studying different teachings. It would only obstruct them from cultivating the pure heart. Fellow cultivators of pure land should just begin by reciting Buddha's name in modesty. Question. What should we do when we lose concentration in reciting the Buddha's name? Answer. When your thoughts scatter, you should continue reciting and not worry over this problem. We must learn to let go and not be too stubborn with our viewpoints. If this goal can be achieved, then we will be at great ease and live with a happy, fulfilling life. When cultivating the pure mind, less time should be spent watching television and reading magazines. We shouldn't merely repeat the Buddha's name by mouth. We must truly be mindful of the Buddha and put his teachings into our everyday practice. We should be conservative in what we use and be content with what we have. Everybody is somebody we can learn from. When we see the virtues of others, we should adopt them as our own. When we see the wrongs of others, we should reflect upon ourselves for the same faults. The spirit behind the guidelines for beginning cultivators, Sramanera Vinaya, is to impede greed and preserve our purity of mind. 
The purpose of Buddha's teachings is to eradicate superstition and clear up people's misunderstandings about life. Are you aware of the fact that our lives are getting shorter by the second? Our goal of cultivation is to attain true happiness. True happiness is undiminishing happiness, withstanding the test of time and conditions. Love can turn into hate. You may dislike something you adored yesterday. We should see things with eyes of equality and not let emotions control our lives. Treat people sincerely. We should mean what we say and truly be sincere from the bottom of our hearts. For the health of our body, we should keep it moving. In taking care of our mind, we should keep it at peace. Exercise and peace of mind are the key to living a fulfilling life. We must be in control of our body and mind and not let them hinder our ability to enjoy life. The greatest adversary is our own afflictions and bad habits. Attainment is at hand if we can cleanse ourselves of these impurities. Reciting the Buddha's name is practicing single-mindedness. With single-mindedness, we will be capable of reaching the pure land. If we learn to forgive, we will dwell in peace of mind. We must be open-minded to be a good student of the Buddha. If a cultivator can be complete in faith, vows and mindfulness of Amitabha, then he will for sure reach attainment. Regardless of what we do, we should not give rise to anger. Wisdom springs from purity of mind. Our hearts must be like still water in a pond. Only then can we reflect the teachings properly. The Buddha is constantly teaching. We cannot hear it because our mind is not still. We should soothe our mind by clearing it of scattered thoughts. True cultivation is reciting Amitabha's name in modesty. Diligently recite Amitabha's name. You may rest when you're tired. There is no pressure. After resting, continue to recite. We should not recite the sutra for the sake of reciting it. We must understand the meaning, put it into practice and experience the truth. How do we know when our cultivation has improved? It is when our mind has become purer, more equanimous and clearer about life. Cultivation is not something unusual. It is part of our everyday life. Whenever we recognize and correct our faults, we are cultivating. What are the teachings? The teachings are the proper way. The proper way is the path we follow which is apart from all crooked and deviant views. Wise people do not just see matters from the surface. They contemplate them thoroughly and see to the truth. In Buddhism, love is based on wisdom. This is called compassion. given at the opening ceremony of the Dallas Buddhist Association. It is difficult to obtain human life, and even more so to encounter, understand and learn from the Buddha's teachings.
how fortunate we are to enjoy a happy life. How lucky we are to be able to hear the great teachings. The most precious of all is to have encountered the direct, complete and wondrous teachings of the Pure Land School. The peace and happiness which has fulfilled my life all sprang forth from practicing of the Pure Land teachings. Ever since I, Chin Kung, began studying the Buddha's teachings, not a single day passed by in which I forget the kindness shown to me by my teachers. The only way to express my sincere gratitude is to fully dedicate my time and energy into sharing the teachings with society. As I enter old age, I feel an urgent need to carry out my responsibility of solely promoting and cultivating the Pure Land teachings. Today, I would like to share with everyone the same peace and happiness I have gained through the teachings in this short introductory speech. The six passages below are a compilement of the main points summarized from the entire Buddhist treasury. Buddhism is the most profound and wholesome education directed by the Buddha towards all people. The content in Shakyamuni Buddha's 49 years of teachings describes the true face of life and the universe. Life refers to oneself. Universe refers to our living environment. The teachings directly relate to our own lives and surroundings. Those who possess a complete and proper understanding of life and the universe are called Buddhas or Bodhisattvas. Those who lack the understanding are namely worldly people. Cultivation is changing the way we think, speak and act toward people and matters from an erroneous way to a proper way. The guideline for cultivation is understanding, proper views and purity. True understanding is without delusion, proper view is without deviation, and purity is without defilement. This can be achieved by practicing the three learnings of self-discipline, concentration and wisdom. The foundation of cultivation and study are the three basic conditions. When interacting with people, accord with the six harmonies, and when dealing with society, practice the six principles. Follow the lessons taught by universal worthy bodhisattva and dedicate one's mind to everlasting purity and brightness. These complete the purpose of the Buddha's teachings. The Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding states, Whenever the Buddha's teachings have been received, either in cities or countrysides, people would gain inconceivable benefits. The land and people would be enveloped in peace. The sun and the moon would shine clear and bright. Wind and rain would appear accordingly and there will be no disasters. Nations would be prosperous and there will be no use for soldiers and weapons. People would abide by morality and accord with laws. They would be courteous and humble. Everyone would be content. There would be no injustices, thefts or violence. The strong would not dominate the weak and everyone will be settled at their proper place in the society. The passage of the sutra clearly reveals the true benefits of Buddha's teachings. Mr. Kuang Shimei, one of the most famous Buddhist scholars in China stated, If we wish to propagate the Buddha's teachings at this time and age, it is necessary to promote the Pure Land School. To promote Pure Land, we must bring forth the Sutra of Amitabha's Purity, Equality and Understanding. 
If people would study and put the teachings of this sutra into practice, they will come to understand the reality of cause and effect. Naturally, the purity of their minds would bring about the health of their bodies, and their environment would be free from pollutions. Hence, this period of corruption would surely be overturned, and peace will follow. Today's world is filled with extreme confusion, and everyone wishes to restore order. To prevent the disasters upcoming right before our eyes, we must diligently and tirelessly persuade people to bear a kind heart, perform kind deeds, speak kind words, and overall be a decent person. We plan to achieve the above goals, the four decencies, through understanding the spirit behind different types of teachings. Members of the Pure Land Learning Center should without doubt follow the teachings of purity, equality and understanding and be determined to reach the Pure Land. I hope this new facility will be dedicated to the exclusive study and practice of the Pure Land teachings in this great land of America. We should follow the footsteps of teacher Yin Guang and truly bring our ideals to life. We should often provide discussions and whole study sessions where Buddha recitation would be practiced. Buddha recitation is the most effective way to purify our mind. In this way, we would be cultivating according to what we learn. The Buddha's education is not an escape from worldly problems. Instead, dedicated students of the teachings undertake the basic responsibilities of restoring order to the world overcoming the problems in society and helping the distressed. Through inner peace, we can attain world peace. Only by seeing through the same eyes of understanding is it possible for us to be truly diligent in our cultivation and spreading of Buddha's teachings. We reach towards happiness of the family, stability of the society, a respected nation and a harmonious world apart from sufferings. I hope the everlasting light of the Buddha's teachings will penetrate to all corners of the world as soon as possible. Presented by the elder teacher Chin Kung, October 1st, 1993, Dallas, Texas, USA. The teachings of great master Yin Guang. Whether one is a lay person or has left the home life, one should respect elders and be harmonious to those surrounding him. One should endure what others cannot and practice what others cannot achieve. One should take others' difficulties unto oneself and help them succeed in their undertakings. While sitting quietly, one should often reflect upon one's own faults, and when chatting with friends, one should not discuss the rights and wrongs of others. In every action one makes, whether dressing or eating, from dawn to dusk and dusk till dawn, one should not cease to recite the Buddha's name. Aside from Buddha recitation, whether reciting quietly or silently, one should not give rise to other improper thoughts. If wandering thoughts appear, one should immediately dismiss them. Constantly maintain a humble and repentful heart 
even if one has upheld true cultivation, one should still feel one's practice is shallow and never boast. One should mind one's own business and not the business of others. Only look after the good examples of others instead of bad ones. One should see oneself as mundane and everyone else as bodhisattvas. If one can cultivate according to these teachings, one is sure to reach the western pure land of ultimate bliss. Homage to Amitabha, Amitabha. The Ten Recitation Methods The Ten Recitation Method is a simple, convenient and effective way of practicing Buddha recitation. It is especially suitable for those who find little time in the day for cultivation. Practicing the Ten Recitation Method helps us to regain mindfulness of Amitabha Buddha and brings us peace and clarity to the present moment. The practice begins first thing in the morning when we wake up. We should sit up straight and clearly recite Amitabha's name ten times with an undisturbed mind, whether out loud or silently to ourselves. We repeat the process eight more times for the rest of the day. At breakfast, before work, at lunch break, at lunch, after lunch break, getting off work, at dinner time, at dinner, at bedtime. Altogether, the method is practiced nine times a day, every day. The key point in this cultivation is regularity. We must not practice one day and not the other. If this practice can be maintained undisturbed, the cultivator would soon feel his purity of mind increase and wisdom grow. Diligent practice of the ten recitation method, together with deep faith and determined vows, can ensure fulfillment of our wish to reach the western pure land of infinite life and infinite light. We hope everyone will practice accordingly. Amitabha of merit. May the merit and virtues accrued from this work adorn the Buddha's pure land, repaying the four kinds of kindness above and relieving the sufferings of those in the three paths below. May those who see and hear of this all bring forth the heart of understanding and live the teachings for the rest of this life, then be born together in the land of ultimate bliss. Homage to Amitabha Buddha.